Hello and welcome to episode number 105 of the Hobbies and Happiness podcast, where we talk about the hobby that makes us happy, card games. I'm one of your hosts, Dan. And I'm Todd Anderson, and today we talk with Jim Morgan. <laughs> All right, so this is not Todd Anderson. We're actually talking to Todd Anderson yes. today. I, I, when you said that, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know where he's going with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we get into that interview, we need to talk about our sponsor, Amazon Audible. If you head over to our affiliate link, www.audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness, sign up for your free 30-day trial of Amazon's Audible service. All right, that's right. When you sign up, you get a free trial of Amazon's Audible service. What's better is if you get, if you you are an Amazon Prime member, you get two free months. So no Prime, you get one month to, excuse me, it's actually not how it works. No. You, you still get the month, but if you're an Amazon <laughs> Prime member, you get two credits, okay? When you sign up, you get one free credit added to your account. You can redeem that for any audiobook on the service, but if you're an Amazon Prime member, two free credits. So Prime member, you get two free credits added to your account. You can redeem those for any two books on the audiobook service. What's even better is if you don't like the service, you can cancel before the end of that 30 days. Keep those credits, keep those books on your account. So again, www.audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness. Sign up for your free 30-day trial of Amazon Audible today. All right. So uh, this was a fun one. So uh, we sit down for an interview with Todd Anderson. Todd uh, has been doing a lot of Magic the Gathering content for quite some time. You said 15 years. It's been a long time, man. It's crazy. So Todd's been doing Todd's been a lot of Magic stuff in the space for a long time. And we ran into him at Gen Con. uh, And so we kind of we just bumped into him randomly Mm -hmm. and then uh, found out, oh, you're yeah, <laughs> yeah. bumped in exactly. Yeah, um, found out he's interested in Lorcana, and then now he's making Lorcana content. Yep. So um, it was really great to bump into him and really meet him, and then talk to him at Gen Con, and then um, started developing that relationship. And it's been uh, now we're able to get him on the podcast, and we had a great conversation, uh, really about magic. Lorcana talked a lot about a lot about Lorcana, but like. Yep what is bringing magic people into Lorcana. So we're excited for you guys to hear that episode. So let's just jump right in uh, right now. Here you go, guys. All right, we are joined on the podcast today by Mr. Todd Anderson. Todd Anderson is one of the co-hosts of The Lost Boys, a new YouTube channel and podcast dedicated all around Disney Lorcana. Todd, how's it going today? How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How about y'all? Pretty good. Pretty good. Jim, how are you? Man, I had a long day today. You, you did? Wedding didn't, rehearsal. I was about to say, didn't you not work though? Yeah, I didn't work. Todd, how was your day? We don't want to leave you hanging, man. Uh, it was busy. Uh, you know, we we're just starting our channel up. Uh, I'm doing, you know, a lot of promotion for our pieces of content that we're doing, and I'm leading the ship. It's been busy. Awesome. Well, well, you guys are doing a bang up job already. I mean, you guys like just started doing Lorcana content, and uh, you're you're off to you're off to an amazing start. I listened to the first episode of your podcast. A phenomenal job. Uh, I feel like the dynamic that you and Matt have is really good. And and honestly, I feel like Lorcana is like the game for you know for a lot of new uh, newcomers 100%. to to TCGs and you guys are off to a great start now uh we ran into Todd at uh, at Gen Con now now I got to ask you first I don't know if you remember this but uh, there was I, do you remember what night it was was it Thursday night or uh, might have been Friday night well we met him when we were Saturday. leaving Sunday On, it was the previous night the previous night. night so the previous night we were we were leaving a, a uh, the parking garage to go back to our to our hotel we're driving outside the parking garage garage and i don't know do you remember that of uh, do you remember these guys who uh said said outside of their uh their car say um roll tide roll tide do, do you recall anybody doing that <laughs> yeah i do that was Joel, huh? <laughs> yeah. i was like dude that's, uh, that's todd yeah dude, tell him roll tide tell i tell him, him t- every time i see him at a convention <laughs> yeah. that's good branding right there that's all yeah yeah yeah, it, I look down. Normally, I wear Alabama themed flip flops, and I look down. And I didn't have them on. I was like, "How'd they know who I am?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're. I'm driving out, and Jim's just like, "Wait, isn't isn't that Todd Anderson?" And I look I'm like, "Oh yeah, that is Todd." And he's like, "Just yell roll Todd." I'm like, "All right, we'll do it." <laughs> so, and then and then the next the next day, I'm pretty sure it was the next day, we ran into you as we were talking with uh, with Steve Warner, yeah. and uh, can you can you tell? Everybody, like how that uh, how that interaction went, just 
for uh, for you and. All right. Uh, so, pardon my ignorance. I'm I'm really not sure, sure on Steve Warner. I don't know who that is. Yeah, really. No, sure. He, I assume so they work he, on Lorcana, but I'm just not yeah. familiar with them. Yet. Not, yeah, yeah, no, not a problem. Uh, he, so one of the co-designers. Um, we were we were outside. I think it was we were outside the Learn to Play room. I think, yeah, yeah. and um, we're we're chatting with him. And then, and then you walked up, I, and you started talking to Steve, and then, and as you were talking with him, we we were like, oh, you know what, we we can vouch for Todd. We we know what's that? <laughs> okay, I'm trying right. to remember. Like yeah, when did we know. see? What was that? I, I remember Sunday. That, that was Sunday. That was Sunday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I I actually went up to the so there was two places where they they were doing Lorcana stuff. There was a learn to play room that was off to the side. Yeah. And then there was the main hall where they were actually selling the product and where they were yes. selling the product. The line was hundreds, if not a thousand people long. Sure, and so sure. I went over to the learn to play area and I just was looking for somebody who had a badge on the said Lorcana. And I just wanted to say like, you know, I would love to just meet one of the designers. That's what I said. And they were like, I'm one of the designers. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's super cool. You know, actually when I was in line, I had met uh, Ryan Miller, one of the other designers. Mm -hmm. And um, cool, yeah. he told me that he was going to be doing like a little uh, speaking thing over at the learn to play around noon. And I was like there to do that and like hang out and wait. And uh, and he's just like, OK, cool. Yeah, I'll talk to you in a little while. And then I just never saw him again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and then we and then we walked off because we were going to an interview. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then and then Todd was like, I, I, I imagine uh, I can't come with you. I'm like, oh, unfortunately, I mean, I, I would say yeah. you could. <laughs> Dude, you know, it's funny, though. While we were walking away, uh, who is the one lady walking with us? Uh, Amy K. Uh, her, yeah. her name was Amy K. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. she was walking with us and she's like, oh, is your other friend not joining us? I'm like, you know, it's funny. He actually asked if he could go. <laughs> Is this close? So we, we were that close. close. It was that close. We, we, we should have just been, you know what, Todd? Come on. <laughs> so. Look, I thought y'all was doing like wheel and deal and stuff. I didn't know who y'all were neither. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not intruding myself upon this business meeting between these very obvious Goliaths. Yeah. <laughs> Game recognized game. There we yeah, go. True, true. <laughs> so, all right. Well, but b before before we get into the meat of things, uh, Jim Jim has a question that he likes to ask many guests who Ooh. who come on the show, and more notably ones that uh, have a Magic the Gathering background. Yes. So, Jim, take it away, man. Yeah. So, uh, it typically starts of in it. I can't even talk. Once. I know. I know. Uh, so, figuring out how the rest of this conversation is going to go. Uh, it kind of will be based upon your answer, yeah. right? All right. Yeah. So what are your favorite colors and magic to play? Uh, so I called myself the teamer guy for a little while because I mm. just really like playing teamer Delver and modern and teamer Delver and legacy. Uh, yeah. I would say I, I lean pretty heavily. Is it colors? And then I'll splash green every now and then that's, that's my favorite thing to do really. Okay. All right. Okay. I like that answer. Baseline is that, and then throwing a, a third color every now and again. Cool. Yeah. And Todd, for, for, can you can you go through those colors for our uh, for our audience who's not oh, sure, who may sure. not be familiar? <laughs> so uh, in Magic, there are five colors. Uh, red represents fire. Blue represents water. Uh, I'm a big fan of fire spells and water spells. Mm -hmm. Best okay. in the game, pretty much. Best yeah. in the game. That's that that and that tends to be your. Uh, that tends to be mm -hmm. your your favorite color, so yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Um. So so now let me ask you, Jim. How's the rest of this conversation going to go? Oh, it's going to go great, dude. <laughs> He's like, I mean, I respect green a little bit. Okay, yeah. it is in my top five favorite color <laughs> okay. for magic. So yeah. it's got that going for it. Yeah. You know, Tarmogoyf is amazing. Top six. You know, they did have colors a while back. Well, that's not a color. Uh, uh, plus, D depends on who you ask. Plus, I mean, Tarmogoyf is an amazing card. Yeah. Sure, they did nerf it by making. Making it green, if it was a black card, it would have been broken. And it should have. It should have been. But hey, that's just me. They also right. nerfed by printing a card called Fatal Push that kills it for one minute. Yeah. yeah. That's true. true. A couple, a couple downsides true. for Mr. Tarmogoyf these days. Also true, yeah. 
So, all right. Well, um, let's 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 get into the meat of this conversation, and we're we're really going to talk a lot about Lorcana today. Because, in all honesty, when we ran into you at Gen Con and heard that you were interested in Lorcana, and then as we got continued to talking, mm-hmm. you know, you you mentioned quite a, quite a lot about you know there being magic players who are there were a lot of magic players who were interested in Lorcana. So, um, what I, I want to ask you first, like. <clears throat> What was it that initially drew you to Lorcana? I'm going to be honest with you. I, I wasn't super interested in it, even heading to Gen Con. Uh, I was in a car ride for about eight hours with a buddy of mine from Roanoke, Braden Bowdish. And uh, he he said, you know, he's going there to do it. He's going to wait in line. He's going to get as much product as he can because they think there's going to be a big shortage. I'm like, OK, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I show up and it's like, okay, people waiting in line are getting knocked over and there's like a huge hustle and bustle on the first one day, day. One day. And, <laughs> and demand is so high that they're having to do cordons and, and, and like having Gen Con staff like set up lines. And my mm-hmm. wife actually works for Gen Con like helping run the event and stuff and she was like, yeah, we, we, we kicked its butt. We had a, a bunch of staff go in and just set up a huge line and people started waiting in line the day before. And it was very, you know, court, everyone was super nice and cordial. Mm-hmm. And the, the staff was just like very concise in their directions and execution. And I was just like, wow. Okay. So it seems like things are pretty back to normal. Uh, maybe I'll just like go stand in line and see if I can buy a box. Maybe I'll be able to sell a box to one of my friends who very obviously wants it. And there was a lull on, I think it was Friday or Saturday. And I, I got in line and I was like, Hey, maybe this won't take like an hour. I got, you know, eventually got to the front of the line, got a box, talked to, uh, the designer, uh, Ryan Miller for just like two minutes or whatever. And then I went on my merry way. Uh, and then, that night, Braden actually showed me how to play the game, and I was like, oh, the game's good. Like, the engine is good. <laughs> the cards are whatever. Like, he, he had two, two right. of the starter decks there. You know, the cards are pretty weak. Yeah. The games right. were a little lopsided, but, like, some of the cards were, like, whoa. Really nice. Yeah. yeah. And the moment where I had, like, an aha moment uh, was when I played Steamboat Mickey. And Steamboat Mickey might not mean a lot to most people who are are listening to this, but like when I was a kid, Steamboat Mickey was like the first cartoon that ever was made. And that was like a huge deal when you watch Cartoon Network and they would talk about the history of animation. They would talk about like Steamboat Mickey whistling, doing thing or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And the first time I just like I drew, I wasn't even really reading the cards or whatever. I was just kind of going through the motions and I, I put something down and I put something out that was three mana or three ink. And it was a steamboat Mickey. I was just like, Oh, so they're just literally pulling all the characters from like different points in time of their, right. you know, movies or TV shows. That's years. cool. <laughs> right. So what else can they do? And then every right. other card was like this one character from this one movie that I saw when I was 10. And then, you know, it's like, he's got a sword and it's a boo holding a sword. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, he's oh. got a sword. Yeah. You idiots. We've all got swords. <laughs> I'm here all day, guys. But yeah, the long story short, it was just like a flavor home run, and the engine felt pretty good when we were actually playing. And and yeah, it took very little for me to get the gears running and really understand that like this was going to be a big deal. You know, like (laughs) not only is it going to be just like a huge deal for people who like card games, um, Magic players, you know, Yu Gi Oh, Pokemon, these players, this is going to be a huge deal for like the world. Yeah, yeah. right. And right. I don't think people really get that yet. It's coming. And the people who want to play really want to play. Right. But at the release event this past weekend, I saw roughly 15 kids out of the 30 or 40 people who were in the store, you know, there with their dad or mom or family members or whatever. And they were all playing together. Mm-hmm. And when you have a game that every member of a family can play together and will right. enjoy playing against each other. Right. It's a it's a no brainer. And uh, at that point, it was like, okay, I should just start making stuff. The moment I get home before I even got home, I'm like messaging my friends and stuff like, hey, do you want to do this with me? Hey, do you want to just like go absolutely (laughs) hammer time on this uh, this new game? And I had like two, three buddies who were like, hell yes, let's do it. And here we are. Nice. It's it's really funny hearing you. you know, talk about the first time that you really started playing. 
because you know we've we've been following this game for you know for about a year right and like so we've been following it for a while okay and we had many, many conversations about, you know, the the IPs that that they're bringing into the into this game. Are they going to bring in this movie, this TV show? Mm-hmm. And he, hearing you, hearing you, uh, you know, tell that story about when you really first started playing about Steamboat Mickey, I feel like that is like Isn't the exact. Wasn't it Willie? What's that? Was that a Steamboat Willie? What did I say? It was. Mickey. But it was well, you both said Mickey, but. It said oh, Steamboat yeah, Mickey yeah, on the card, yeah. but it's, it, it's, it originally was Steamboat Willie. I'm nice. not, look, you, you're not going to get me on Disney trivia, okay? I, like, <laughs> oh, I trust me. I don't know nothing about it. I'm just like, I'm pretty sure it was Willie. <laughs> but, 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 but in, in all honesty, though, like that visceral reaction that you had. I feel like is exactly what they were going for. Oh, yeah. Well, and I also think it's universal among anyone yeah, who picks 100%. up the game. If, yeah. if you've liked a, some Disney yep. movies in your lifetime, the moment you draw your favorite character, you're just like, wow, this is exactly yeah. the type of game I want to play. I get to control my favorite characters from one of my favorite, you know, pieces of media. And that's right. it. And then, and then right. it's over. You're done. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Now I, I got to ask you what, uh, what, piece of i of disney ip are you most looking forward to hopefully potentially seeing in lorcana well you have one um personally i would really like uh some of the incredibles that movie was okay. very good and you know I, i'm a big pixar fan okay. uh you know, we'll we'll see if we get it anytime soon or not but right. I, i've right. heard that every single animated disney thing is on the table so yeah. So r- right now they've they've confirmed that uh, basically the original Disney, like if it's Disney canon, it's it's on the table. They haven't confirmed Pixar yet, but I I feel it's like early. Uh, exactly. Early. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I feel. I mean, at some point it's just like, oh, what does Ray- Ravensburger want to pay for? Right. Right. And right. When Ravensburger right. pays for Pixar, they'll get Pixar. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That that's that's ex- pretty sure that's exactly how that's gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I. I, I want to get your take on the on the mechanics and, and the game system. Okay. So from coming from a game like Magic that's been around 30 years is like the established uh for, for all intents and purposes behemoth in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean you you look at a game like Magic, very, very complicated, right? Uh, I mean it took it took me a while. I mean, I remember when you and I first started, it took me a while to really learn how to play. It took me a long time. Uh, but I don't even know what the stack was for like a <laughs> yeah, year. For the longest time. And mind yeah. you, I was playing a control deck, <laughs> no idea what a what a stack was. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so so coming from a magic background, like you look at a game like Lorcana, and to me it's just this is incredibly simple. And there have been people who said, Oh, it's just solitaire, and they and they, they make they make that argument about a lot of games, which okay, fine, let's okay, sure, whatever. Um, like what's your what's your take on what's your initial take on the mechanics and the game system? Yes, it's a little bit simple, but but why does that appeal to you an entrenched uh, basically an entrenched magic player? Uh, okay, so first of all, I have a question. Uh, which yeah. game did they say was solitaire? Oh, Lorcana, not okay. magic. I don't know if you've played Commander lately. It looks like solitaire to me. Most of the time, people just <laughs> cast in their mana rocks and trying to come yeah. in. Like, oh, I'm going to kill you this turn. Do you have anything to do? No? Okay. Game, the game's over. That That's my experience playing Commander. And that is the most played game uh, type yep, in Most magic, played format. Right? Yep. Yep. Um, for Lorcana, uh, I'll say this. Uh, the engine is extremely simple, and children can learn it. Um, magic, I think went the opposite direction in terms of complexity at some point, roughly 20, 25 years ago. Um, but right. magic started very similarly where, you know, right. like the rule, if you actually just compare the rules next to each other, seven card opening hand, 60 card constructed deck, one resource per turn, draw one card a turn, you know, use your resources to play stuff It you know, exhaust it taps, you know, you get to do the same thing on the next turn. The thing, things can't be used the turn they, they come into play. Right. You know, uh, it's even 20 resource points you're trying to get to, it, you know, it's just a little bit different in, right. in how you do it as, you know, contextually or whatever. Right. But right. the same way that you look at magic where attacking with a creature makes it vulnerable to a block, using your creature to gain lore in Lorcana, 
uh, opens up to an, a defensive attack from your opponent. You know, their creatures are acting not as ways to end the game necessarily, but they're acting mm-hmm. as also um, defensive game pieces to, you know, punish your opponent for using their pieces. Because every time mm-hmm. you use a piece, it's prone to being interacted with by your opponent, like in, in another dimension. Right, right. Um, and so what I first saw when I was playing the game is, oh, everyone's playing it bad. Everyone is just like, I can gain some lore. I'll gain a lore. And my first thought was, if I gain lore with this thing, my opponent's going to attack it and kill it, and they and they leave their thing in play. And so right. when I played against my buddy Brayden, I just like didn't use my stuff for a few turns. And he goes, you play this a lot differently than the other people I've been playing. And I was just like, that's because I know how to play games. And I already, see, I already see this pattern developing where the moment that you start trying to win the game, your opponent, sh- your opponent eats your stuff. And in limited, uh, specifically, especially in magic, but in limited, when your cards are just weaker on average. And with the starter right. decks, it's like very similar to limited. And so right. I would just get to a point where I had three or four characters left to his one or two characters left. And I would just position my stuff in such a way where if he ever tried to do anything, I was going to crush him. And I, I think in, in constructed, it's going to be like a thousand times magnified or whatever like all the cards are just extremely powerful and have unique abilities and kill stuff and draw cards but that's really not what the starter decks do like the starter decks are just like play a bunch of dorky two and three man you know cost things and then they gain a lore or two and then die a lot of games seem to be over before you even reach 10 lore so instead of it really being like 20 lore you win the game it's somewhere closer to like 15 and then the game is virtually over if not actually Mm -hmm. over And I think that that is what's causing a lot of people to look at the game and think, oh, it's like solitaire or whatever. It's not. It's extremely complex. Uh, There's tons of interaction points. Uh, When the characters can attack each other, um, that's great. And there's so much space to design around all of these micro interactions. And so I am drawn to the game not only because of how easy it is to learn, which leads me to believe that it's going to be ubiquitous among kids of a certain age. Uh, and so that's just going to have like a, a huge boon for the, the industry in general. Uh, but you're also just going to see um, the cards as they come out. They're just going to interact with the engine in, in different ways. And mm-hmm. when you have that at the very beginning, that's awesome. And mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all have ever done this before. There used to be this old program uh, that you could play Magic on called Apprentice. And what you could do is you could just like select a starter deck and open it with some booster packs and build a sealed deck and like play against your friends or just huh. do solitaire. And we got bored one day and we just did like beta starters because they were a million dollars or whatever. We we're just like, oh, this sounds fun. So we just opened up some like beta product and our decks were horrible. There, it was like Wall of Woods versus Mons Goblin Raiders and stuff. It was like packs <laughs> would have like two or three basic lands in them. You couldn't physically win the game. And so when you compare like that first set with Lorcana's first set, it's like, okay, a lot different, but very similar engine. They clearly yeah. know what they're doing. The people in right. charge, uh, you know, they've worked on other games before. It's going to be a home run. Mm-hmm. What's your overall take of the card pool and the card selection in this first set so far? Because I know, like with any with any first set, you know we've we've been we've been doing a lot of theory crafting, building decks, um, having a ton of fun. I think I've got like twenty decks built on my phone. I just I just keep hammering them out because it's fun. I love we we love theory. These cards crafting. are super sick. Yeah, but why they made Wheel of Fortune? I'll never know. Dude. <laughs> I'll never know. <laughs> Right. So anyway, what's what's your overall takeaway from the card pool and the card selection in set one? You think it you think it's really solid um, or do you think there's some some left wanting? Personally, I think they did a really fantastic job with this initial card pool. I think they've got I think there's the the um, the width of card selection. I think you've got so many different choices, Um, but I kind of want to get your 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 initial uh, take on that. Uh, so one thing in Magic that uh, a lot of people in the know kind of get uh, when they draft or play sealed deck or whatever is that some cards have to be bad so that when you're playing the game, there is some amount of a learning curve and yeah. that you essentially sift away all of the chaff and are left with the gold. And when you start to compare it to large formats in magic, like legacy or modern, you know, the card Mm -hmm. pools are just enormous. And so the barrier of entry is extremely high. 
right. uh, in in Lorcana, you know, we're in we're in set one, and so the barrier for entry is very low. And most decks have one, two, three cost characters in them that mm-hmm. function as not only as potential win conditions, but also as potential defensive pieces. And if you start looking at the characters like removal spells, then you start to understand the game a bit differently, and the cards mm-hmm. have more context and they make more sense. And I right. think that they did a really good job of hammering home how important it is to be reliant on characters not only for winning the game via you know questing for lore but also just uh as tools that you use throughout the game to do a multitude of different tasks whether it's drawing cards uh manipulating the top of your deck using some of them to pump other ones so that they trade up and your one and two cost cards can trade for their four and five cost cards the only thing the only thing that i think i'm really wanting more of is the ability to exert your opponent's characters in some way so that mm-hmm. you can challenge them and save your own life like more realistically. Right. And right. as far as I can remember, uh, there's only a handful. It's And they're both Elsas, I believe. Yep. So, uh, three yep. cards, Freeze, three. Elsa, Small Elsa, and Big Elsa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah small it. small also is kind of cool because she exerts to exert an opposing character, but then she just dies, and then you can only do it right. one time. And right. the big one is a, a knockout; like it, it literally just oh, comes yeah. down, oh, yeah. stuffs your opponents, oh, uh, you know, so messes good. them up, and the game's so over. So, oh, that's right, it's this card right here. <laughs> oh, we got it. <laughs> I forgot we got one. Just have it, just have it chilling already. That's the one we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that there's obviously uh, some some room for more stuff, but I, I think this first set is killer. I, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm literally open. I opened one box and like six booster packs. And uh, every time I opened a pack, I saw a card that I hadn't seen before. And, I you wow. know, I'm just like uh, interacting with with the game in such a way where it's still fresh to me and still new to me. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not just like in there every day, just like reading every card and building a million decks. I'm like really enjoying my time like getting to know the game and understand oh. the engine and i care way more about just showing this to other people and yeah. whether it's uh, the physical game uh, things on the internet and stuff like that or just like showing my friends how to play like i've showed like yeah. three or four people how to play already and most of them are just like yeah this is good and i'm the same <laughs> way <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah Lorcana is the first tcg that my wife has actually sat down multiple times and played with me and will gladly do it that's crazy um yeah, i played you're not up. alone you're not yeah. alone that's gonna be that's gonna be a widespread <laughs> phenomenon yeah and and then yeah. people are gonna play with their kids i i yeah. heard at gen con there was someone who was getting cards so they could play with their grandmother you know, yeah, that's crazy. two generations removed playing games together. It just doesn't happen like Monopoly, yeah. right? Monopoly is the game that people came around at Christmas time and would sit around and play because it's it's really easy. It deals with a, a, a resource system and like currency that we're all used to dealing with. Right. And it's so stupid that a kid can play it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And cards game. <laughs> yeah. And, and Lorcana, you know, it's not quite as watered down as, as Monopoly, but like the engine itself is very simple. And, mm-hmm. uh, most kids just like pick up on the little patterns really quickly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the first world champion was like under 16 years old. I think <laughs> yeah. that that's a real thing that can happen. I mean, we've yeah. had that in magic the gathering before back in, mm-hmm. I want to say 2004 we had julian newton newton was a world champion at 15 so i, I think wow. that happened in Lorcana very early so yeah yeah um <clears throat> so one thing i wanted to to get your opinion on there was an article i think it came out last week um i don't know if you saw this but it's from sam from sam black i know you guys I, I know you talked with him i think you talked with him at least at gen con but the article was about uh using uh, card games that utilize cards as face down resources. We're we're probably going to tackle this in a completely different episode because it was a it was a very well done uh, article. He articulated his points very succinctly and did a phenomenal job. Okay, um, um, first of all, have have you seen that article yet by chance? No, but I know exactly what his problems are. We talked a little bit about it at the at Gen Con. Uh-huh. Okay, um, I, I, I'm curious on t- on your take. What what do you think of a game? Because there are other games who've, who've who have utilized this type of system, but utilizing cards from your hand as face down resources versus the traditional Magic system, where the resources are land cards or specific card types in the game. Um, uh, as as now that you've played Lorcana quite a bit, uh, what's your what's your overall take on on that mechanic, and then how you think it fits uh, within Lorcana? Um, playing the stuff face down. If you if you actually read 
the way that it's coded into the engine. Um, every single thing that makes an ink says specifically to do it face down in your inkwell. And I think at some point they're going to allow you to play some things face up in your inkwell that have abilities. And it might be things that only work in your inkwell and it might be things that can only be played as ink or just having some very minor effect otherwise. And, And so I think that they're doing that right now to not only to reduce complexity, but to also just like reduce confusion. If you play it face up, it's very easy for someone to look over on your side of the table and be like, Hey, what, what's a, what's a mana? What's a ink? What's, you know, what's in play. And in magic, I mean, you look at sometimes people put their lands in front of their creatures and they put lands over to the side and isn't that against tournament regulation now? (laughs) Yeah. But when was the last time you played a tournament that had a judge at it? (laughs) It's been a while. Good point. Yeah, exactly. Things don't, nothing matters anymore. It's all the AF. I didn't even play. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I think face down is more of like a a nod to like we want to keep it simple and we don't want to have ways to manipulate the inkwell at least mm-hmm. for now. And I'm I'm perfectly okay with that uh, in in the grand scheme of things. I actually played a game that uh, one of the designers worked on previously called Kaijudo, where you played Ooh, cards cool face master. up. Cool masters, yeah. yeah. Uh, you played cards face up as your resources, and then. Um, uh, if you if it was if it was monocolored, it would be untapped, and if it was multicolored, it would enter tapped, and so that was like how they balanced playing two colors and or whatever, right? And uh, and I, I thought that that was fine. I never really had problems with it, but like I could understand why someone who was a lot younger than me, who's not played a lot of card games, might you know mess it up or mm-hmm. or accidentally put one of their cards from their resource pile into play or whatever. Like I think that mm-hmm. just happens all the time on accident. And yeah. so this prevents that. And, uh, and it also leaves room later to do inkwell face up. And mm-hmm. so if you have both of those things, I think it's more than fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or we get dual face cards. Dual face cards? Yeah, when you put it in, yeah. that's a completely different thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a location. <laughs> that was one of the Look, things I was I cool. was looking for. That's from a different uh, game too. I, I did yeah. that in uh, it was the versus uh, versus system. It yeah, was DC mm-hmm. versus yeah. Marvel back in the two thousands. Yeah. You could yep. play things face down, and then you could turn them over at any point, and they would be locations that had awesome abilities. And I know that yeah. one of the locations was like uh, all my uh, Brotherhood minions get plus five attack, and it was crazy. It was so good. <laughs> Yeah, now now that's a uh, just versus system two PCG by Upper Deck. It's just Marvel. Well, I get they've got they've got other IPs now, but mm-hmm. I remember that used to be it started out as a TCG and it was Marvel and DC. I can't remember what happened, but unfortunately, it got it got time re- money. Yeah, just like everything else, right? <clears throat> time and money. Yeah. So Look, eventually, the Grand Canyon gets made. You know, you wait a yeah. long time. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, one thing I'm curious on your take. So when 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 we first start, when we first heard about Lorcana, and then we first heard about the rules and the game system and how everything worked, um, the 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 big thing that stood out to us, and we we weren't really sure how it was going to work and how play um, was, you could you could only play cards and do stuff on your turn. There was no instant speed interaction. Okay, and for longtime card game players, there's plenty of there's plenty of folks. Um, who look at that as a downside, as, as a detriment. And especially with somebody like Jim who enjoys playing control yeah. and never plays on his own turn, always plays on his opponent's turn, um, was, was not looking forward to a game that forced you to play on your turn and then you couldn't do anything mm-hmm. on your opponent's turn. Um, what? So what would your initial instinct be when you come to a game system that has that requirement that you can't do stuff on your opponent's turn um what would first of all what would be your initial takeaway and then how has Lorcana how has Lorcana been for you um now that now that you've got uh, a few games in it and you're used to the game system now uh initial takeaway is thank god Thank God I don't have to <laughs> say okay every time my opponent casts yeah, a spell. That's priority. Yeah. I don't have yeah. to literally wait with bated breath for them to say the wrong word so that I can pounce <laughs> at just the right time. And honestly, like it's so it's just it's annoying. Like the the, the yeah. stack, instant speed stuff, it's yeah. annoying. And like yeah. you can create complexity in other ways without using the I'm stack. Gonna, and and you can okay. Yeah. Let me finish. <laughs> Let me finish. Come back. Come back. Come back. 
All right, let me finish. Seriously. So one thing that they've actually already put into the game are characters that actually do have abilities when they die or get challenged or whatever. And like you're still making those decisions on your opponent's turn. And so at some point, just like in magic where everything draws a card when it comes into play or has an ability when it dies, at some point, Lorcana is going to be very similar because that's just the nature of cards and games. You eventually just have to hit every you know, every pinpoint in the entire system when it comes to making the cards. And, you know, I actually am quite happy there's a two drop that when it dies, you bounce your opponent's stuff. And if your opponent attacks in the wrong order, you just Mm -hmm. burn them. And, uh, you know, there's Cusco who, whenever your opponent challenges it, the thing that banishes it also gets banished, you know? And, and I think that this type of, uh, you know, card building, the way that they construct these cards, it's just going to, be very similar to that over time where it's not like you have nothing to do on your opponent's turn. It's just all triggered based on their, their decisions. Right, right, right. Now, Jim, you know, I, what, what, what has been your initial takeaway? Because like you're, you're the guy who, you know, you, you were, you were the one talking it down initially, right? Yeah. And, and now that you've played a few games, yeah. what, like what, what's your take on that? I now? mean, I just love playing at instant speed so much yeah. being able to do stuff on my <laughs> opponent's turn. Having those control battles on the stack is just some of my favorite things to do in Magic. And to not have it here, you know, my initial thought was just like, I, oh, okay, well, control's going to be more difficult. Right. right. And, I mean, it it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Control definitely is is a little bit more difficult. Um, But playing through the game, I'm just like, I'm loving it so much (laughs) that I don't have to do some of the stuff that I would have to do right. with other control decks right. in other games. Right. So I'm, right. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. of the focal points of the game is characters and they all kind of operate in the same microverse or whatever in the game engine. Right. And uh, magic, you don't have to play characters. You don't have to play creatures to win the game. And, yeah, and right. like right. Just with, with, with Lorcana, like you can deck somebody that's fine. Like that's a, a way you can win the game, but it's not going to happen that often. And right. you probably still want to play a ton of characters because that's 80% of the cards are, are characters. Yeah, right. So right. you just got to right. use what you have at your disposal, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Now what, um, if you, if you had to put your initial thought of Lorcana in, into a couple words, um, after, after you first started playing a game and you, and you got used to the system, like what, what would your overall description of, 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 of the game be, um, in, in, ju- in just a few words? Uh, Rockstar IP and robust game engine. Okay. I mean, when Jim and I have been talking and, you know, when, when, <laughs> It's crazy because the other day, I mean, we were, we were, you came over, we were going to do some recording. We didn't do anything. We just played yeah. Lorcana for like six hours. Yeah. We nice. Were just sitting here. It, <laughs> it was crazy. And, and, and throughout that conversation, you know, we were talking and it's like, look, the game honestly feels like a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. in the TCG space. And and you and you made the comment. You were like, you you feel like this is like the game the world needs right now. You, you <laughs> yeah. said something along that line. Yeah, right? it's just it's it's again, it's just so much fun and it's so different and it kind of just brings people together. It's like kids love the IP, yeah. their parents grew up with the IP, their parents grew up with yeah. the IP, and then even further beyond, you know, going up to a hundred years right. of making. Right. right. So right. it's just like, and and it's not just something in the U.S. You know, you have Disney all over the place. You have Disney worlds in Europe, Japan, Asia. It's it's kind of big in the entire world. Right, right. right. And I mean, and look, like, I don't know anybody at this point who doesn't have Disney Plus. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> they, just, they I make just it found very, out I had access. Yeah, they make it very easy. It's bundled in with everything. It's like you you go to the store, you buy some hamburger meat. Hey, how about some Disney Plus to go with your hamburger? Here's meat? a month for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, you go get your haircut. It's like here's a coupon for one free week of Disney. Plus. Yeah, <laughs> so true. So, so going off of that, I mean, I mean, the brand recognition is huge. I mean, it's and, and you know, we we were talking for a long time. It's like I, there there's been a, quite a few people who it's like you really don't they really didn't understand the the depth of the Disney name. Like you throw Disney on yeah. something, there's so many people who are just going to jump at it. Um, and so, I mean, Robinsberger clearly, 
clearly, I think they've got a hit on their hands. They've, they've, they have started off doing phenomenally well, um, you know, with, with this first set. Right. But in your, in your estimation, Todd, like, what do you think Ravensburger needs to do within this first year, these first couple years, um, to continue that success and then potentially make Lorcana one, one of the top TCGs in, in the space. Uh, I think it's, pretty clear that they're going to be uh, one of the top C- TCGs in the space. Just the initial buzz is pretty incredible. I think that their biggest downfall will be if they don't increase supply. The yeah, the one chokehold right now that they're in is that they don't have enough supply to meet demand. And now, initially, I think that's a good thing because it's generating an insane amount of buzz. And the fact that people are like just buying as much as they can at all points means that like we're not close to the ceiling. And when when you're not close to the ceiling, then there's the ceiling is what's holding you down, right? right. Like, or you know, right. like you just you just have to get to that point to before you start exploring reasons why your game is going to fail. And you know, we just we're just at like ten percent capacity out of a hundred. So right, right, um, right. I think outside of just the the issues like of. Uh, quantity of product i think eventually it'll just be do you make enough cards that are fun and do you make enough cards that uh resonate with the people playing them and Mm -hmm. so far first set home run knocked out of the park very much resonating with me personally and i think the the feeling is mutual many of my friends you know just talking about their favorite cards all the time just feels (laughs) very natural and and like not weird not nerdy not dorky and for me growing up that was a huge problem if you just started talking about magic in in a public space people would look at you like you're crazy now if Mm -hmm. you're just like oh yeah i love playing lilo blah 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 someone around is gonna be like oh i lilo and stitch i watched that with my daughter five years ago when she was six years old and it's her favorite movie oh well you're she's gonna love this game it's a card game where you get to play lilo and stitch together in the same deck how cool is that and then that person's gonna go immediately to walmart or whatever and they're just gonna like look for lorcana for their kids Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so going off of that you you know there's 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 a thing that i'm honestly looking forward to okay you know i talked about playing this game with my wife okay i'm waiting so my kids right now are six and seven okay i'm just a couple years yeah i know dude they're that old (laughs) i'm waiting yeah I'm waiting. I'm waiting until it's just a couple years, right? And then I cannot wait until they're old enough to to be able to comprehend the game. Get a, I'll get them sat down. Like, all right, guys, here's how to play Lorcana. They're gonna get super excited with all with the cards, with the characters. I've already showed Penelope uh, a bunch of the princesses. She's super excited. And then we're gonna we'll be we'll be playing some multiplayer four player games. Lorcana. I am so looking forward to that. <laughs> you you have no idea, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm calling it now. Uh, family game night is gonna be Lorcana heavy. And oh, yep. I, I think in a couple of years, you might even see something as, as drastic as Lorcana Club in a lot of schools, you know, like I, Magic Club was a thing in a couple of schools uh, over the last like five or 10 years, but it never really took off. Mm-hmm. And Pokemon, when when I was in my early 20s, Pokemon got really big with my nieces and nephews and they didn't even know how to play the game, but they just liked collecting the cards and just like trading them with each other, like their favorite characters back and forth. Mm -hmm. And the, and I think a lot of that is because the, the Pokemon game is a little bit difficult for a, a child to understand. Right. But this game is not that difficult. I've already seen multiple 10-year-olds learn how to play very easily. And I think uh, that is basically just going to become an activity that you can do at school. And I think a lot of schools will see the IP as something that's very kid-friendly and that they can use it to not only grow their – you know. Uh, community to just like have events and stuff at their school, but mm-hmm. also to just like keep kids out of trouble and to keep them occupied. Like right. imagine you, you know, you're a parent and you don't get off work until 5 PM. Your kids all get off school at three, three thirty. Like 
what do they have to do for an hour and a half? Like sometimes you have to have a babysitter. Sometimes like you have to have your neighbors watch them or they have to ride the bus alone and go home alone and be alone for like an hour before you get home. And now that's just not a thing because there's going to be like dedicated teachers and just like people in charge that are just going to be like, look, this is a great thing for a bunch of kids to do together. And we can make this a, a natural, normal thing that you can do until it's time for you to come pick your kids up from school when you get off <laughs> mm-hmm. work. And I think it's going to be easy and I think it's going to be widespread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually something that I'm in the process of trying to start up in, in our community. I've already got some emails out there to local schools. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get the foothold in, in our own community because uh, I, th- I, th- I think I think you're on to something. And I think that's uh, the, the right track for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> now, I'm curious, um, do you have any uh, do you have any decks that you're playing right now or any color combinations that you're that you're really interested in? Um, I'm really interested in Amber and Steel, and not together necessarily, but I really like the cards that are in each of those uh, colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber has a six-cost uh, Stitch called Stitch Rockstar. It's one of my favorite cards. And it says whenever you play a character with costs one or two, you may exert it and draw a card. And so it just acts like this big card draw engine. And Mm -hmm. the one thing the game that I found that doesn't have so far is a great way to play catch up. And I think Stitch is just like, oh, I can play a deck full of these really cheap things. And then when I get to untap with my Stitch, I just get to reload every single turn and you have to kill everything every single turn. And eventually I'm going to run you out of stuff. Um, That that card specifically sings to me. And then I also really enjoy... Um, in Steel, there's a Tinkerbell that costs six, Ooh, and we have made her yes, our avatar yeah. because she is Tinkerbell Giant Fairy, and yeah. she don't mess with no puny pirates, and she yeah. <laughs> stomps all over little aggressive decks. She deals one to everything when she comes into play, and whenever she banishes an opposing character in combat, she deals two to something, and she has an ability called Shift where she can attack on the turn you play her if you play her on top of an old Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. And so if you're playing against an aggressive deck and they've tried to gain a bunch of lore against you, you just play Tinkerbell on four so you squish Such all their little things, card. attack, squish two more things, and it has five yeah. toughness, so it's still alive most of the time. It's ridiculous. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, she has been a uh, – she saved my bacon quite a few times. Such, yeah. Such a good, good card. Such a good card. Best card in the format? <laughs> I, I mean, it's early, but maybe. She's, you know. she's very good, yeah. yeah. She's not good against, like, the ramp decks. Like, there's a Mickey Mouse that ramps, the two-mana card that ramps, and mm-hmm. – and like, you know, but she's like the aggro killer and that's why yes. I love her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, all right. Do you have, uh, so, so you, you talked about, you talked about stitch Rockstar, and then the, uh, giant Tinkerbell. Do you have any other cards that are, that are high on your radar that you think, uh, people should be looking out for? Oh, absolutely. Um, so in Sapphire, there's a seven cost Hades that banishes an opposing character to their opponent's inkwell. Um, that one's awesome. Uh, there's a nine cost card from Ruby that banishes a character straight up. That's Maleficent, the big dragon. She's great. Mm-hmm. Um, in green, there's Emperor Cusco who quests for a lot of lore. And if your opponent mm-hmm. challenges it, their thing dies. It yep. also has four willpower. So it's like kind of hard to, to knock down with cheap things. So oftentimes right. it costs two cards to trade for it, which is great. Or their biggest thing, which is also great. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what a uh, steel. There's also a card called grab your sword. I really like it deals two to all yep. your opponent's stuff and it's a song so you can sing it. And, uh, I really like, uh, Ariel that sings, uh, she's a three cost that can sing for five yeah. and looks at the top four and you find a song. So those yep. are kind of like yep. the things I'm liking and building around right now. Yep. I also really like Maurice inventor, but I haven't really figured out items. <sighs> Maurice yet. is good. I so <laughs> we've tried. We're we're I'm okay. still try, I'm still trying. <laughs> I I am trying. So the first deck that we built, uh, I called it Crab Control. It was a to, so it's built uh, based around Tamatoa. Um, so Tamatoa and Maurice. It was a uh, Steel Sapphire. Did you get beat um, by Moana yet? Playing your Tamatoa. Isn't that, or does or does she banish no, Takah? That's Takah. Ah, Ta-Ka. I can't remember which one she banished. Yeah, 
We've been getting beat by everything with this oh, deck. Oh my word! That the deck. starter deck. Yeah, it was very. It's very difficult. But I, I don't think, I, I don't know if sapphire and steel is the right color combination for it. I want to build it in all the different color combinations just, just to, just to see what I can make work. Because I really, I, I think there's something there, and I want, I want to make it work. And it, and uh, it's, I've just been banging my head, banging my head against the wall. I mean, it'll be like that though sometimes in theory crafting. Next right? set, it'll be broken. Yeah. Watch. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, people like that's one thing I'm stressing. Like I've heard people on Twitter and stuff just say that card's bad. I'm just like, you don't know anything. <laughs> we don't know anything. <laughs> we are literally we just we just dug up a dinosaur bone and we're like, that's only one dinosaur bone. There's no yeah. more bones there. It's like no, there's a whole Tyrannosaurus Rex under there. You just keep digging, and then you'll understand that that little toe bone is extremely important for holding that whole thing yep. up. <laughs> yep, yep. So, 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 go, going off a of tomato, what I the next one I want to try is either sapphire and amber with the lantern to make to make your stuff cheaper. Okay, yeah, that's one, that card's that, cool. That's one direction, or the other one would be sapphire and then ruby because now you have access to the sword, the shield, the apple. So that that's another color combination that I want to try. But Maurice has been magnifique. Oh, Beautiful, beautiful, it. su- such know, such a beautiful card. I don't want to overplug my own stuff, but uh, on our Patreon we have free articles, and one of our lost boys, uh, his name is Zach Weaver, just wrote a, an article about Maurice, and he talked about all the different color combinations you can pair with it. It was very good, very good. If you're interested, yeah, guys, uh, go go check out that article. Go check out the Lost Boys Patreon so you can get access to that article. Um, I will have to go check that out myself uh, because. Yeah. I uh, maybe I've I've probably already gone through all of those combinations, but I just, I got to double check though, you know. <laughs> so, um, all right. So now we are at a point in the show where we are going to move on to uh, our card of the week. And anytime we have a guest on the show, we like to ask them if they would like to pick a card of the week and uh, talk about it for us. So, uh, Todd, can you take yeah, I, away what, once? What, okay. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Oh, I boy. got something for this. Hold on. Hold on. You're going to love it. All right. So oh my boy. card of the week is Desolate Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay. For, I got for the, the, uh, my wife got me a print of the, uh, the art uh, for my birthday a couple years back. And wow. this is uh, one of my favorite cards, Desolation Angel. It's a seven cost. All right, sorry. It's, it's really it's a five cost angel, right? But it blows up all your lands, and you're just like, oh man, why would I play this piece of crap? But then, if you spend two white when you play it, you blow up all the lands. So that's pretty cool. And uh, that was like one of the first competitive decks I ever built was Desolation Angel, black white, and it was great, and I loved it. What else was in that deck? Okay. Uh, this was a standard deck. Uh, it had Dark Ritual in oh. Mercadian Mask was in standard. And okay. it also had Phyrexian Arena. Phyrexian Arena, three costs oh. enchantment. You could play turn one Dark Ritual Phyrexian Arena and go bananas. Right? Oh, wow. That's crazy. Um, we played, you know, Wrath of God. Uh, we played Route, which was like a five cost Wrath of God that could be kicked and played at instant speed for seven. Uh, we had the Desolation Angel. The deck also had Nether Spirit, which is an old, old card. Cost three for a two-two, and it says when it's in the beginning of your upkeep, if it's the only creature in your graveyard, you can return it from your graveyard to play. Mm-hmm. So that that was kind of the gist of it. It was a control, you know, mid-rangey deck. It played a lot of discard like Duress and Gerard's Verdict and some other stuff, but. I mean, it was an extremely powerful deck, and that was one of my first tournament decks I ever built, and it, it felt great. Nice. So, so for for those of you listening, uh, I'm I'm gonna go through the card here real quick. So, Desolation Angel. It's a five cost, three and two black for a five four uh, angel uh, with flying, obviously, but also kicker two white. So, Desolation Angel reads: When Desolation Angel comes into play, destroy all lands you control. If you paid the kicker cost, destroy all lands instead. Um, did you ever not pay the kicker? So funny story. So dark ritual was legal, right? And so right. you could go turn one dark ritual, dark ritual, desolation angel, and oh, that's a so five cool. four that's uh, so a five four flyer on turn one on the play was almost unbeatable in wow. in standard because th- the only removal spells that could deal like four damage with regularity um, were way more expensive. Usually cost four mana. Flametongue Kavu was like a one of the cards that could challenge it, um, but like. 
red spells couldn't kill it very easily. And most black spells at the time were restricted to killing non-black creatures. Mm. So it was just really strong. <laughs> this just yeah. seems like playing Rakdos scam right now. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Look, Dark Ritual is a heck of a card. I don't know if you've gotten to cast it too often. But. No, I haven't. <laughs> they wow. used to put that in standard. I think the, I think that was wow. the last time it was in standard, but like they used to put that card in standard. Yeah, we need Lightning Bolt back in standard. I Just agree. Like have it in Pioneer. Yeah. Look, yeah. that's yeah. A, one huge thing in Magic that I think they really messed up with is they stopped making those cards every couple of years and they just kept juicing creatures. And so now it's just like every single creature does 14 things and it's hard to kill and draws a card. And like no one gets to do dark ritual fun stuff, right? Like no one gets to, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. When, 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 when was the last time there was like any ritual in, in standard? Last time I remember the one that was good was Seething Song, and it was reprinted in a core set, but it was also in, I want to say, Mirrodin, original Mirrodin block, and we used to go Seething Song into Ark Slogger. We'd play a 4-5 on turn 2 or 3 off a Seething Song, and it was this big baddie. Wow. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, it's, it's definitely been a while, so... Um, all right. Well, yeah, that, that is this week's card of the week. Desolation angel. Uh, when, when I sent this to Jim, I don't remember what you said, but you were like, Oh, I see what I said. (laughs) That card is effed up. That is, that is what he said. You know, they used to just print Armageddon, you know, they used to just put Armageddon in standard like all the time. They put it in like sixth edition. I think it might've been in seventh edition, but maybe they stopped putting it in seventh edition. Like you used to just blow up all the lands. And if you had like a five, five in play and you blew up all the lands, the game ended. And that's why I like Desolation Angel because it's both. <laughs> well, Armageddon on a big well, stick. Well, hang on. I, I I'm curious though, like, because now nowadays, if you if you talk about blowing lands up in magic, people get like so mad. Dude, I am one yeah. I am I am one of those people. <laughs> Because I like Look, to play, I like to play lands matters deck, yeah. and we have we have a friend who brought who brought a just a land destruction deck. Yeah. I'm like, you are never allowed back here. <laughs> Listen, man, when when you play heads up, blowing up two people's lands is like okay. You've set a bar for this game to end, and it has to end in the next like five turns. And if it doesn't, you're just elongating the game by like ten turns. Right, right. In commander, you're essentially doing the same thing, but like two extra times and right. you're just kind of just wasting three other people's time. Like it's just very right. not fun to just sit right. there, do nothing. I get it. Two hours. Yeah. 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 I get it. I, I really like that kind of effect and heads up. I think it's a, a nice yeah. punisher mechanic. I think it's really cool, but it was very clearly not designed for four player. And in four player, <laughs> right. the first time someone cast wildfire against me playing in commander, I just said, I don't want to play with you anymore. So. <laughs> Funny, that's exactly what I said yeah, to our true. friend. Sure. <laughs> no, I love you, dude. You're 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 the man, dude. We 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 love you here. Best You'll, part was he didn't even like really cast any land destruction. <laughs> I just played off the top of his deck. Yeah, I just right. kept stealing cards. I'm like, I'm gonna blow up your land, and everyone hated him for even bringing it. But I'm the one blowing up all their lands. <laughs> It was a fun time. It, it, yeah, was, it was a fun time. So anyway, anyway, Desolation Angel this week's card of the week. So thank you, Todd, for for bringing Desolation Angel and in, in talking oh, about you're that. Welcome. So, so anyway, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, Disney Lorcana. I'm really, I'm really stoked that we've got we've got magic people really coming into this game. Um, do you do you think that there's going to be magic people who just drop magic and, and play Lorcana or um, like what I, I mean in in your circles like what's been the talk about about Lor- Lorcana and magic? Um, so I used to tell my friends every now and then our friend group would stop playing magic and start playing a different game um, because you know we just got tired of playing standard or whatever and there weren't that many offerings of different formats back then you know it was right. basically just like. I don't know, two, two, three formats with outside of limited, nothing, nothing really that big like they have now. And mm-hmm. we started playing, uh, Kaijudo at one point. We started playing Magination at one point, uh, Dahak sign, you know, any game you could think of at their local game store level, we played it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we used to always joke that no one ever quits magic. 
everyone who says they're quitting magic <laughs> is just taking a break. And yep. lo and behold, two, three years later down the line, someone comes back. back. Sometimes it's 10 yep. years. Sometimes they have a family. Sometimes the family go, grows up, goes to college, and then they come back 18 years later. And guess what? You still play magic. You still know how the game works, and yep. you still love it because it's <laughs> yep. a great game. Um, right. And that's, that's kind of what the, the feeling has been for Lorcana. Uh, very few people I know are like, I'm done with magic. And people are just like, I'm really excited about this brand new game that has right. an IP that I like. And right. I'm the same way, you know, like I'm, I'm not done with magic, but like I'm putting a lot of effort into Lorcana because I think it's the next big thing and mm-hmm. I want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Do you think Lorcana is going to compete directly with magic or do you think it's going to supplement magic? Well, I don't know. I think that there is a completely different market for Disney yes. and Lorcana yep. than there is for magic. Uh, I think that they're going to have a player and they're going to have a a market that far out out, or far exceeds magic's potential market. And it's specifically because of how much Disney has been ingrained in our culture. And honestly, there's still a bit of a stigma with the fantasy genre and with the nerd stuff. Like it's, it's way lessened, right? (laughs) Lord of the Rings helped normalize it. Um, Widespread Dungeons and Dragons love has has helped uh, destigmatize it, but right. when I was growing up, I went through like a satanic panic at my school yep. because we yep. were playing magic that had demons on them or whatever, right? And like, pe- oh, pe- why are you playing? Why are you casting spells? Yep, all that yeah. stuff. Yep. We didn't even yep. have any of the cards that had the pentagrams on. Them. We just had yeah. the demons, and they were like, yeah. that's too much, too much. Yep. <laughs> we're just like, what are you talking about? We're literally just sitting in a corner playing a game against each other. Leave us alone. We don't even right. know you. Right. So, but that doesn't exist. That's gone. And for Disney, it's 100% gone. It's never going to be an issue. And uh, with not only the appealing to a younger audience, but appealing to their entire family, I think that there is a chance. I don't know how big, and I don't want to overshoot it or whatever. I think Lorcana is going to be bigger than all of them. And specifically just because of its market potential. And I think that... As long as they keep the foot on the gas, making good cards, promoting it well, and uh, just like making sure that there's a reasonable supply for people who want to play the game, I think that it's going to be limitless. Limitless potential is what I've been saying. Right, right. Wow. So for us, we were going from the big three to the big four, but Mm -hmm. Todd's just... It's going to take down every single yeah. other card game. He's I like, mean, there's give only going to be it five one years. card game. No, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just give it five years and we'll, we'll have this conversation again, you know? We'll yeah. see. Yeah. That's, and, and that's a time period where I've, where I've been talking. I'm like, I think five years is going to be there. They're, they're, we're probably going to see a big shift in, mm-hmm. in the TCG space in, in five years. So everyone's um, going to be making a card game again, like the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, I mean, the, y'all, y'all are at Gen Con. There's a lot of card games. <laughs> yeah, there well, are. There, there are. But, but I think one of the differences now, <clears throat> many of these designers and companies have learned from the mistakes of the past. Like yeah. now it seems like there's a lot of good card games yeah. on the market. And, and it seems and like I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Like My it's so it's it. yeah, it's so good for the industry. Yeah. Like and and we love it. Like I love I love finding new good new good card games to play and just have fun with. But I mean back in the early 2000s it was just like everybody and their mother was <laughs> making a card game and then they died within like a year or two. Yeah. But now we're just there there's a lot of competition and it's and it's great. It's great for the space. It's great for the industry. So all right. Well, Todd, thanks a lot for hanging out with us today. Um, why don't you tell our audience where they where they can find you, your content, and all Lost Boy stuff on the internet. Sure. Uh, so we're basically uh, Lost Boys L O R on most platforms. Um, so patreon.com slash Lost Boys L O R. You can help support us. Uh, we post articles there, uh, written strategy articles that's going to be more tournament oriented. Uh, our YouTube currently is uh, Lost Boys L O R, and we are going to be posting um, basically product reviews as well as like how to plays and gameplay videos for like new decks. We're going to do shorts where people do deck techs on, you know, the hottest new thing. Um, you can also check us out on Twitter or X and it's, uh, lost boys, LOR on there as well. We're going to be doing a lot of uh, promotion through our Twitter to try to uh, grow our audience. And I'm going to be working with apex gaming out of Caldwell, Ohio, 
And we're going to be running some more Lorcana tournaments in the very near future. So if you're awesome. interested in participating in organized play for Lorcana, make sure to follow Apex Gaming MTG on Twitter and make sure to follow all the Lost Boys stuff and you'll get all the information you need. Yeah, so for everybody watching and listening, uh, don't forget, check the links in the descriptions. We'll be sure to link all of that stuff down below. Uh, Todd, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome uh, running into you at Gen Con, and now, uh, now we've got this relationship, so it's it, it's it's been a blast. So thank you so much for hanging out with us, and uh, we look forward to talking with you again in the future. Hey, thanks for having me. It was really fun. Appreciate y'all. All right. So, uh, man, what did you think of that conversation? That was, that was, that was a doozy, man. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, like like we mentioned earlier before before the interview and then even during that interview, you know, it's it I I just find it fascinating that we talked about this before before the game launched. Where we were like this game we don't think is going to appeal to magic people. People aren't going to be leaving magic for yeah. this game or just drop or even just not play magic and just start playing Lorcana. They're mm-hmm. still going to be keeping up with Lorcana or, or magic. Man, that doesn't seem to be the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like we 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 kind of missed the mark a little bit, right? Um we 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 didn't we didn't foresee that happening, and then come to find out, no, that actually kind of is yeah, happening. It kind of it, it kind of happened. Are mm-hmm. you surprised by that? You know, I shouldn't be. Right, because right. The game right. is just, or the IP is just so dang big. Right. And, you know, sometimes you've been playing a game long enough, you kind of just want something new. Yeah. I mean, and you've been saying that for uh, just a few weeks. Yeah. It's, and it seems like there's a lot of people <laughs> looking for something new. You know, yeah. they'll still play Magic, they'll still play that other thing. But this game really, Lorcana, it really does feel like that mm-hmm. breath of fresh air. And uh, one thing I've learned from playing MMOs and something that like the game developers for Final Fantasy 14 have said, it's like, we're not trying to destroy these other games. We're not trying right. to make it to where this is the only game you play for the rest of your life. Right. right. When you get tired of this one game, go out and do something else. Right. And, you know, you know, you could do that with Magic. You could do that with Yu-Gi-Oh. You could do right. that with Pokemon. Lorcana's right. out now. Right. Any other card games. You don't have to just... Fully immerse yourself into one card game. Right, right. You have so many out there you can play around. Right, right. And that's and that's honestly like what we are trying and what we've been doing as hobbies yep. and happiness. We we're not devoting ourselves to one game yep. because we love card games and we recognize that there are a lot out there. You know, there's a few that we're kind of focused on, but I don't ever want to shut myself off completely <laughs> from 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 any other game and just say no. We're only even as a channel, we're only doing the even this, villainous. All right, let's not go too far, okay? Got him. We got him, boys. <laughs> All right, well, uh, again, thanks a lot to Todd Anderson. Um, you know, <laughs> Todd's a guy who I've been following for a while, yeah. and, you know, to to really start getting people like Todd on the podcast and just really start talking to people like Todd is, yeah. again, it's another it, – it's, it's a breath of fresh air and it feels really like just the knowledge there. It's just yeah. talking how he talked about the game. It's like, yes, thank you. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's so great. Like hearing, hearing someone like Todd describe the game of Lorcana and the way yeah. he was describing it. It's just great. It's just, it's really, yeah. really great. And we're, we're happy. We're happy that you guys got to hear that interview. Mm-hmm. So before we get out of here, Jim, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram at Jim Morgan HNH. You guys can find me on Twitter at underscore DJ Campbell and on in- yeah Twitter underscore DJ Campbell. Well, is it Twitter or is it X now? Do Honestly, we call it Twitter I, or X? I still type in Twitter. Uh, same. So it pops up. <laughs> it still pops up. I so. don't type in X in my browser <laughs> at all. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Twitter underscore DG Campbell, Instagram, Daniel.G.Campbell. If you head over to our website, hobbiesandhappiness.com, you can find links to all of our social content there. Our YouTube home is youtube.com slash hobbiesandhappiness. And, uh, yeah, so thanks a lot for everybody hanging out with us today. And next week is going to be another great episode. We're going to be diving in to that Sam Black article. I'm really excited because it was a phenomenal article. Can't wait to dive into that for you guys, let you all know our thoughts as well. So, again, thanks a lot to, for hanging out with us today and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode it's everybody take care